You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. I'm David O'Mill, the host of Locked On Heat, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please make sure to follow the show if you haven't already, wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episodes. The NBA Draft GOAT, Chad Ford, and Locked On NBA Draft host, Rafael Barlow, as well as Locked On NBA host, John Corrales, will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. There's a draft prospect that I do want to talk about, somebody that is liable to slip past the draft and I think might be on Miami's radar. I think he'd be a good fit here, and I'll talk about that in an upcoming episode. I also want to address something that's kind of been bothering me. I've been building up to it over the last few weeks, and the more I think about it, the more I realize that there is a problem with the way this team is built, and I'll talk about that in the next segment. But I'm going to start it off with a little conversation, if you will, about Goran Dragic, the dragon. Ah, he's in the news again for all the strangest reasons. Look, it's the offseason now, officially the offseason. I understand that uh, everybody is looking for content. Everybody's kind of mining little nuggets here and there. The headline is from a website called LakersDaily.com, and because it's the Lakers, probably has 80,000 views on it per second. And the headline reads, Goran Dragic given second-best odds to be the next starting point guard for the Lakers. Starting point guard for the Lakers, Goran Dragic. That's pretty interesting there. I, I think Patty Mills is ranked first as the most likely player to take over the starting point guard position for the Los Angeles Lakers. I talked about Patty in a, in a recent episode. He is a free agent. He's entering what he believes is the prime of his career and while San Antonio might be looking at a youth moment uh, movement there, I get the feeling that Patty might be on his way out. Uh, if I, you know, I asked Jeff Garcia over at Locked On Spurs his feeling, and I've talked to other people about it. It seems that they're hoping or believe that Patty will take a cap-friendly deal and stay in San Antonio just because, well, I mean, it's really the only team he's ever been a part of. Aside from a couple of seasons with the Portland Trailblazers very early in his career, he's won championships in San Antonio. It seems unlikely that he's going to go anywhere. But again, with this youth movement that's taking place there and a glutted backcourt as far as San Antonio's back, uh, guard situation is concerned, you could see him on a the move there. But Goron, going to L.A., that one's a little peculiar. Uh, I... Just don't get exactly what the appeal was. First and foremost, let me talk about it this way. With the $18 million, $19 million team option on his contract, it seems very likely that one of two things happened. It, either the team declines that option, making Goron exclusively a free agent. They either hope to sign him back to the team, or he can go ahead and test free agency and see if he can join the Lakers or the Mavericks, which seem a lot more likely to me, or some other team that might be looking to compete for a title because I think that's clearly what the goal for Goron would be here. If he does, if he decides to leave, it's because he does not see that championship window happening here in the East. I can't blame him, given that you know teams in the Eastern Conference have improved. Milwaukee won the title. Brooklyn seems like they're going to be healthy next year. They're probably a lock for it. Philadelphia, probably going to get better, especially if they trade Ben Simmons. And so you look at those teams at the top of the East and maybe Goron with a kind of perspective that 
everybody around him just does not have probably sees that that team that this heat, this heat team isn't as likely to get advanced past all of those teams that they need several breaks and that's not to say that other teams don't capitalize on those breaks but for a team like the heat maybe a second tier as far as overall talent and strength and contention status is concerned that maybe they're not right there they're not as close to the the you know the first tier as they as Goran would like them to be and given that maybe he sees an opportunity elsewhere to win a championship and maybe he decides to test those waters and goes to Los Angeles I just don't see that as a likelihood either. I think if you're looking at teams where he could contribute right away, could he play with LeBron James? Could he play in Los Angeles? Would he be willing to pack up his family and move there? I, I'm not so sure. I, you know, I remember when he was first testing free agency a few years ago, before Miami even acquired him, there were teams that he was looking at, and you know, there were strong contenders there. New York, I think, was a team that was interested in his services, and maybe that was a team that he and his wife wanted to go join. I think just because it's New York City, and why wouldn't you want to play in a city like that? I get that I, totally. I just I don't know if that's still a goal for him. As I've mentioned before, like you, you talk to Goran enough, and and you know, you get a real sense of how much he loves this team how much he and his family love this city. I, I think he could have tested those waters a couple of years ago and chose to stay. And look, yeah, he certainly got a bag. You know, I understand that he got paid a lot of money and, and you know, it's easy to want to stay in Miami if you're getting paid a lot of money. But at the same time, I, I really do think he loves it here. I, I will never forget these conversations with him about, you know, how his wife and his family are growing up here and, and feel comfortable here. That it's just after years of going between Houston and Phoenix and then Phoenix and Houston and then you know tr being traded to Miami, it's just it's so good to have a, a sense of comfort here. And, and look, this is a guy who's, you know, again, getting paid all throughout after he signed his free agent deal in 2015. But he's been there with Chris Bosch's life-threatening injuries. He's been there trying to learn how to play alongside Dwayne Wade. He's been there through 41 and 41 in 2016. Been there with a Dion, a Dion era, Hassan Whiteside, now incorporating Josh and Justice, now Bam, now Jimmy. I mean, he's seen it all. What, what's, what's the greener pasture out there for him? Is he really that desperate to win a title? I kind of get the feeling that he scratched that itch with the Euro Cup a couple seasons ago being able to lead Luka Doncic and the Slovenian national team to a title I think was the crowning goal of his basketball career and I, I think that tops everything at this point I can't say that he's satisfied necessarily because if anybody saw him play last year in the Orlando bubble I think it's clear that he can still play at a high level and that he's driven to bring a title to this team this year he even competed hard in the playoffs this year I just think he's going to be at a point where his health is never going to be 100% moving forward he'll probably be better next season than he was this year which is a great strength and I think he'd like to stay here in Miami but look it's also the offseason everybody's going to be floating around as far as a name is concerned or linked to X team I'm surprised Goran's not a, a name that's mentioned to a, a much more, you know, many more teams out there. Like cer certainly, the opportunity to play alongside uh, Luka Doncic and to play for his uh, former Slovenian national coach and Igor Karskarov. I, I, I might be misremembering that name right now. I'm totally apologizing for it because I completely forgot what that last name was. But I know it's Igor. I can't forget a name like that. But to play alongside, to have that Slovenian collect connection there and a team like Dallas, like maybe he's willing to try. Can he 
we look at, was was he a former teammate of Jason Kidd's at one point in, in Phoenix? That seems unlikely. I don't know if that their their paths ever crossed there, but you know, again, a guy like like Kidd, another point guard. You know, his off the court issues and whatever bullshit that he brings as a head coach, notwithstanding, I think NBA players are more than willing to just kind of accept those deficiencies because you know he's got the resume, he's won a championship, he's a Hall of Fame level player, etc. And maybe he can go ahead and stomach it. He's no spo, that's for damn sure. But for Luke, or for Goran to play alongside Luca, to play for Igor, and to play with Jason Kidd for Jason Kidd, rather, I think that would be a huge opportunity for him. So I, if I had to rank, I'd say Goran has Miami as a top priority. Other than that, I can't see anywhere other than Dallas being a palatable option. Look, the Lakers are fine. I can understand wanting to contend for a title alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis and whatever other roster changes they make this year. They're not a perfect roster either. I think we saw that over the past season. But they have some holes to fill there. Montrez Harrell just didn't perform the way they wanted to. He's a player with a limited skill set that cannot contribute. Uh, and he has to be able to find the right fit around him in order for him to be a good fit. But look, any team that makes it, takes a chance on Goron is certainly going to get a high-level player that understands how to fit in there. But I think he likes the culture in Miami. He likes the chemistry on this team. And I think he he brings something there. But, you know, again, it's the offseason. Take all these reports with a huge grain of salt moving forward because uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I think Bleacher Report said that Goron was going to be on Cleveland's radar. The Cavaliers are looking to add a 36-year-old point guard to a rebuilding team. That doesn't make sense, nor would it for Goron. And, again, the, the presumption from Bleacher Report and again, I understand how these things work. You got to put out content. You got to generate some views there. Put a name in there that people will remind you know. Remember, nobody's going to Cleveland at this point unless you're looking for a job. Goron has other options outside of there. And again, he, he the reporter or the media person that wrote this said basically that Miami was not going to exercise Goron's option on his contract, and that somehow as a free agent, Goron would say, "Yeah, Cleveland, that's the right place for me." So you know, take it for what it's worth. I don't buy it, but I do have concerns about the chemistry on this team, and I will talk about that in the next segment because I really do think, more, by and large, if you're looking to compete next year at, at for a title, the one thing that Miami is going to be most dependent on is their chemistry, and that might not be as strong as had previously been believed. But one thing that is stronger than ever is the ability to Bet on all your sports action on Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to do so. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, info on all your sporting needs. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information, and more. Don't sit on the sidelines. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. So wait a minute, you know, chemistry issues? What, what is this guy talking about? I can imagine that right before that break, everybody's hearing me drop all of a sudden a bomb about chemistry issues. And it's kind of just been slowly building this idea here because between the lack of a player like Jake Crowder on this roster and seeing how his impact in Phoenix extends beyond a court, the growing rumblings or rumors between uh, Jimmy Butler 
and Tyler Hero and whether or not there's a full connection there, the, as strong as it was in Tyler's rookie season. The fact that this season looked – I mean, this past year, this past roster, they were just limping towards the finish line. Clearly an extension of the Orlando bubble and everything else and the difficulties of this year, the frequent COVID testing, all the issues that were very, very real for this team, I, I think you can absolutely still point to some something that wasn't quite there. And I've talked about this before, but I, I, I never had seen such chemistry as Jimmy's first year in Miami. And I'm not sure if it's because, well, you get a sense that you know you hear things. Like guys in the league all hear things. They know about this shit. They talk to one another. Former teammates reach out and they go, you know what? I, I, you know, this guy is, is the real deal. Or maybe he's not. He's like, oh, that guy's you know phony or whatever. All these conversations are had. They're legitimate. That's, that's just the nature of this brotherhood. I mean, there's 450-some-odd guys there, not excluding your guys on, on the end of the roster, and, and then even some extending just beyond that. 500 people on a planet of $7.5 billion. That's a pretty exclusive company, I'd say. And given all that, I, I just think that there is a deep connection there that none of us, even as somebody as close to the edge the, as I am, will ever really understand all those nuances. The best we can hope for is the occasional glimmer and, and view into this. But, you know, you bring a guy like Jimmy, and I think some people on that roster, and I think they all said it, they, you know, they hear things, they were all apprehensive about it, and he comes in there, and it's a complete 180 from that perception. He wants to work. Guys like Myers, I mean, I hate saying it, but the reality is Leonard wanted to put in the work here. Tyler Hero as a rookie wanting to prove himself, he put in the work here. Bam, without opportunity to be a starter, you know he was going to put in that work. Even a guy like Dion, who was, who, you know, didn't back down from anybody for better or for worse, Justice and James Johnson and all those guys that were on that roster, they they fit in so well. And then when you make that trade in the middle of the season for a guy like Jay Crowder, and you bring in a guy like Andre Iguodala, who keeps speaking about this, and and I've, I've brought brought up this point before, but one of the things that he mentioned on a recent appearance uh, on the JJ Reddick podcast is, you know, having guys on the roster that want other players on that team to succeed is such a huge. This is his opinion. The key to success is having guys on a roster that want everybody else to succeed, and I think that was something that was very consistent in that first year with Jimmy. I, I don't know what would have happened if not for the Orlando bubble or the hiatus in mid-March or anything like that, but I know that everybody had talked about this pretty frequently, even before the playoffs, before the Orlando bubble started, just how much everybody else wanted to succeed. While they were, you know, when, when guys like Dion and James were looking for an opportunity, they're like, you know what? My guys are playing great. That's all that matters. Uh, Dion wasn't really available to the media, but that's a whole other story. As far as James was concerned, at least that was the line he was delivering. And I, I, I really do believe that because I saw that chemistry in that locker room. I saw how these players interacted with it. It was strong. There was a deep connection there. And then once the bubble kicked off to another level, you saw it manifest even more. Like these guys really want to, for, for Leonard, for Kendrick to, to be banished to the bench and then all of a sudden still say, no, you know what? I'm going to continue to put in the work. I'm going to step up when I have to. Kelly Olenek, and on and on. Those things kind of take away when those players are gone. And I think, you know, all of a sudden you don't have that same support system. You don't have that same thing of, well, we want guys to, to you know, other guys to, to have their opportunities to succeed. And I think that changed a little bit this year. And not a knock on this team necessarily, but I just something 
something was a little different. And I'm not sure if it's because, you know, a guy like Duncan wanted to prove that he could be a player that was worthy of the reported $24 million that he's supposedly going to earn next year or could potentially earn next season. Uh, you know, maybe it's Tyler as a second-year player putting a lot of pressure on himself to prove that he can be the kind of guy that he was as a rookie, you know, the kind of player, impact player, clutch player, building block, if you will, for this team moving forward. You know, you had new guys that you brought in, like Mo Harkless, who just wanted to get his and couldn't. And then you have, you know, guys like Leonard, who was injured. He wasn't around anymore. And, and for all the very real concerns about Myers, the reality was that as a locker room presence, he was probably as good as it's going to get. Big, loud, booming voice that you could hear throughout all the American Airlines arena. You know, the, the fact that he was their linchpin defensively, I mean, as, just as a vocal component, I think is something that gets overlooked and, and really under-discussed. But in that locker room, he was a guy who was just, you know, keeping everybody going. He would just reach out to you here, reach out to you there, and just kind of just buoy your spirits. I think that was a huge boost. I really do. I mean, all these guys really had a very unnaturally strong chemistry last you know, two years ago during the Orlando bubble and hiatus and everything else. And this year, it just wasn't as palpable. It just wasn't the same. Maybe it was the empty arenas. Maybe it was the fact that the roster had changed dramatically. I think there was just something missing. Maybe it was, again, just an extension of the year before that. They were just tired. They couldn't really deal with it. I mean, I know, I know sometimes when I'm tired, I think most of you could probably attest to this too, you just get cranky, right? I mean, you just don't want to deal with each other as much. I mean, your spouse, your children, whoever you deal with regularly, your coworkers, certainly, you don't want to deal with that. You're tired. So just get the hell out of my face. I don't want to deal with this. I, I think it kind of manifests with the, the Miami Heat and, and the rest of the league, to be honest with you. I just, you know, you're, you're dealing with COVID. You've got guys in and out of the lineup. You've got injury concerns. So much to deal with. The chemistry from last year's team just wasn't the same. And, and so given all that, what's next for this team? And I'll talk about that in the next segment. But first, just a reminder that if you're looking to build your spirits, then maybe you should get the best tasting protein bar ever. That's Built Bar. So many delicious flavors to choose from. You can build your own box of some of their favorites. They're incredibly tasty, soft and easy to chew, 100% covered in chocolate. You don't even know you're eating a protein bar, and that's the best part of all. And again, all these different flavors, I don't know which one to choose from. I, I think they're all great in their own way. Maybe not the mint chocolate one. Again, that's just my own personal opinion. I know many of you are big fans. You can try the new grasshopper cookie that tastes like a thin mint cookie from the Girl Scouts. I mean, how good of a... You can't get a better deal than that. And so right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off, but only if you get your order today at BuiltBar.com. Make sure you're listening to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. It's featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, as well as Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrine and former Phoenix Suns general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Right now, it's on episode four. You probably have, should check them all out. It's content that's not going to go bad anytime soon, so you can go and re-listen to all those episodes. So many of you have responded. You love this show. I love it. Great content, great quality. 
this is the best part of this network. So search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. So chemistry, right? It's a it's a potential issue with this team. You've got Bam and Jimmy. You've got Tyler potentially on his way out. I, I just don't know who on this roster from last season is going to help strengthen the chemistry from this team. You're not going to get – I don't think Dwayne Dedman is necessarily the right fit for this team in terms of the locker room chemistry. I'm not calling him out or anything like that. I just – there have been rumors in the past. You know, he's been he's been in four teams now with a, in a very relatively short career. You know, there were issues in San Antonio. There were issues in Sacramento. I, I just – I. I just don't get a vibe from Deadman as a a player that can fit in this culture as easily as well as we'd all like him to. I think a lot of you saw him come off the bench, have big games, pull down these rebounds, etc., and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you kind of you like having the big man around to to you know show a little aggression, to be that kind of guy. But he's also playing for a contract here. I just I'm not sure if he's a chemistry guy. That's not a knock on him. I'll, I'll, we'll put a pin on that because I'll be talking about that with uh, a local Heat legend, if you will, or a Heat media legend uh, in an upcoming exit interview where I still talk about these. Look, I got to still talk about these. Uh, there's there's opinions here about uh, Deadman that I'm, I'm willing to share in an upcoming episode, but stay tuned for that. As far as the rest of the roster is concerned, it's shaky. Trevor Reeves is a good guy. I just I don't think he had the same stature status if you will as jay crowder did in order to challenge jimmy those those guys had a connection going back to marquette university obviously and i think ariza as much as he is a proven veteran look i i hope he comes back just because i think he can contribute i think he's one of those guys that can fit in well but they just need somebody different you need somebody a little bit younger you need quite frankly kyle lowry if there's going to be lots of arguments and and very you know pointed arguments regarding why lowry is a good fit for this heat team he is a guy who will get into Jimmy's face. He will challenge him. He will tell him, no, no, cut the crap. This is how we're going to do things. And Jimmy responds to that. I, I think these are the kinds of things he wants to be challenged. He he likes it. You get in your face, you prove it, and, and I'll go, okay, I get it. That's how he thinks. We've seen this before throughout his whole career. He wants to be challenged. You, you, you know, he, he's not a guy afraid to drop a, cute, a few you know F-bombs here and there. You get in his face, you challenge him. But if you back it up, that's all that matters. Even if you try your hardest and you try to back it up, that's all that matters to him. And I think he needs somebody like that. So I have the mindset that if you want to capitalize on Jimmy's existing time here in Miami, then you need to surround him with the right type of guys. You need to get that chemistry. He's just a guy who seems to play at another level when he's more contented, when he's happier. He's just You know he's going to be able to find a way to win and to do his best to win. But I think this... This team needs something different. And my argument, I think, is also given the talent disparity between the second tier that includes Miami and that top tier in the Eastern Conference and maybe even in the West as well, you need something. You need an added edge. I think the Suns had it. I know they capitalized on injuries, whatever. I think the Bucks even had it just because it was a team that was fueled by revenge and motivated in a, a certain degree. To, to be able to get past all these teams. And look, they, they also got past because of injury. That's fine. You can't discount that, but it's also not the only factor that led to their success. Miami did the same thing in the bubble. 
And I think, again, it was built on chemistry. They just believed. You saw that when they were down in the fourth quarter in the Orlando bubble. They trusted each other. They knew they were going to succeed. They'd swing the ball here. They'd move it there. They'd get to the free throw line. They'd hit that big shot. They were all willing to do that. Something changed this past season. You just didn't see it as palpably, I think. It just wasn't as tangible to me. And I think you surround this guy, this these two stars of your team, Jimmy and Bam Adebayo, with the right supporting cast, and you'll go further. You'll be able to go beyond just the sum of your talented parts. This is something, a team that has to be cohesive and on the same page with the same goal and the same mindset in order to maximize the limited talent and upside on this roster. Look, I said this before, you're in a good place as far as Miami is concerned because you've got two all-star level talents here. But surrounding those two with the right players is so crucial. Even a third superstar might not be able to bring the best out of this roster the way that five really good complementary players could. And I'm on the mindset that you do whatever you can to build chemistry here. Bring in DeMar DeRozan. Bring in Kyle Lowry. Bring in TJ McConnell, who loves Jimmy Butler. Bring in JJ freaking Redick, who knows how to play with these guys and has built chemistry throughout his whole career. These are guys you want in your locker room. I know that might cost you Duncan Robinson. I know it might cost you this guy or the other. Look, Duncan's going to get paid. That's good. Good for him. Let him go chase that bag. He can. All, the key is always under the mat. Well, maybe not in the future, but we'll see. The key will always be under the mat for Duncan, probably, after he plays his ten, you know, the rest of his career for Boston and whoever. I, I just I think you want to be able to surround those two guys with the right players more than the most talented players. And sure, of course, they need to have a right skill set, but Kyle certainly has that. DeMar could contribute a lot of scoring, go-to scoring, mid-range scoring, etc. that this team is missing. You bring in the right guys that are perimeter shooters, McConnell for his playmaking ability. Goron is a guy I think, again, as I mentioned in the first segment, can fit anywhere. So I think he's a great addition to have. So I, that's just, to me, what my priority would be as far as this roster is concerned. Surrounding Jimmy and Bam with the right guys that want to play here, that want to be here, that aren't just looking at this as, well, this is a chance for me to show that I can still contribute in the NBA. You know, that's not a knock on Ariza or Deadman, but those guys were basically on their way out everybody knew it i mean it's just it's a little different and look if you're going to lose udonis haslam and there's a good chance that you are then i i think that's a huge thing to consider as well it's like you're not going to have that built-in security blanket that you've been relying on for 20 years you know it's a little different now so you're going to have to have somebody to kind of regulate things to be able to be the the guy who instills culture on this team regularly, that, that inspires others to do better, to be better, that was missing last year. And I think Udonis, for all that he can do, and I look, I, I've been as, as huge a supporter of Haslam as I can possibly be, and I believe that his impact on this roster was merited. I also think you're at a point now where, because he's not playing as much, because he still puts in the work, he has... Some status in this locker room, I think, but I think it's a voice that can be easily turned out a little bit more than it has been in the past. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I would love to be able to believe that UD can come in here at age 60 and still you know, kick a chair here and there and get this team to play, be play better than it has been, but I, I just don't know how likely that is either. So that that's just, again, my feeling is that if you want to see the best version of this team, 
you need to t- build a team with a strong chemistry of players that want to be here. And I think you can build it shortly. I think we, with a full offseason, with a full training camp, and with a much more regular pace to a season schedule, I think this team can slowly start to build much more chemistry to build to something great in next year's playoffs. That's the goal, right? And if you don't win a championship, at least you're trying and at least you can see a better effort from this team than what you saw last season. And I think that's something that matters to all of you. And if I'm wrong, let me know. Like I said before, this door is always open. You can always send me emails, suggestions, and everything else. I love getting them. I love hearing what you want to talk about. Ask me questions. Give me suggestions, whether they're off the wall or not, whether they're about Miami Heat basketball or not. I can take any questions that you send me, and whether or not I'll incorporate them, I'll do my best. But I I love to hear from you guys, so please, please make sure that you always send something in in the future. But for now, that's it. I'm out of here. This has been a great week. Just a reminder, you can always reach me via email at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com or via Twitter using that hashtag, AskAllTheHeat. Special thanks to all of our sponsors for supporting today's show. But thanks to all of you. You've been fantastic. So much support this week. This is David Ramil signing off for now.